Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Buenos dias, mi amigos, and welcome to this, another edition of... Oh, hang on. Wait, wait, what? But... Uh, shh. Uh, the big week war! Exactly. It's, uh, it's the zero pal here in the uh, mainstream media here welcoming to welcoming you to this one of the four midweek war podcasts we do where we cover each of your favorite wrestling shows that air on Wednesday nights. It's a lean mean podcasting machine this week. We're two man strong. We got a two man power trip. So joining me for Pooh Kipsy New York is our old friend. Mad Mike. Well, hello there, Matthew. We've got the M&M boys lined up for the midweek war tonight. And uh, first, we're going to be talking about our our fellows from across the border. Down south, that is. Yeah, Boyle Heights, down south, whatever you want. Anyway, we're talking about Lucha Underground. Yeah, I meant the border from Nevada into California. What did you think I meant? Sounds perfectly. We'll talk about borders later yeah. on when we discuss the impact. But um, <laughs> oh, that's oh, all teams for everybody oh, out there. Oh, anyway, um, Mike, so um, yes, let's just dive right into things here because I'm very anxious to discuss Lucha Underground. I, I am savoring every solitary moment of this show because um, well, we don't have much time left with Lucha Underground after. This past Wednesday's episode, we have only two weeks left of Lucha. But what a two weeks it's going to be, Matthew. It's going to be full of crazy, crazy shenanigans. I'm there's so excited. Of this, there's little doubt. So, um, Michael, why don't you uh, start us off? Why don't you give us your un palabra, your one word for Lucha Underground this week? And we'll see if um, it's the same as mine. Mi un palabra es Dragon Balls. Dragon Balls. Dragon Balls. Okay. That's very nice. Um, my Oom Palabra is medallions, which <laughs> might seem obvious to all of you, but hey, you got to collect them all. Got to catch them all. And uh, if you do, you get to do something really fantastic, which, Mike, I will seize this opportunity to jump right into my bueno. Damn it. Okay. Of all the bueno that there was on Lucha Underground this week, as a as there was a ton. Big things that were good, little things that were good. This show had a lot going for it. But my favorite moment, and it plays right into the whole medallion thing, was Dario Cueto taking a bona fide gut punch to the money in the bank as he introduces the seven medallion gift of the gods title and explains to everyone that in Lucha Underground, we don't do any of this sneak up when a guy's down, quick cash-in, title match thing. No, 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 no. Dario's all about that bottom line, and we will promote this match a week in advance. Dario, why you gotta go and make so much goddamn sense? I can't stand it. I'm gonna miss you so much. 
anyway, like I said, there's so many good things on this show, and I'm sure you're going to mention another thing right now. But for me, perfect, perfect yeah. moment. Um, just the whole segment with everyone who had, I'm still going to call them Dragon Balls because basically there are seven of them. You have to hold them all. You get to summon the great and powerful Shenron, a.k.a. Dario Cueto. You make your request, and then as soon as you make your request, the seven medallions scatter across the, across the temple again. They're Dragon Balls. But, but when everyone had to put their medallion into the title, and there was a magnetic sound effect... Uh-huh. Oh! It locks in. Oh! Oh my god, it reminded me of when I first saw the Power Rangers and they were given their coins that they had to put in the morphers. <laughs> uh, but uh, I will I will say, one weird part about it, they should never have Bengala and Aerostar stand next to each other again. Because they look like uh, a bootleg Power yourself. Ranger, they look like a bootleg Power Ranger 2-pack that you get in a New York City bodega. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just okay. wanted you to make sure that you call Bengala by his proper name, the Mighty Bengala. Excuse me, excuse me, the Mighty Bengala. He's overcompensating for something, perhaps his lack of height. Yes. Um, well, Mike, um, let's get into your malo, your uh, your bad thing about. Well, I, I didn't say my bueno. Oh, you didn't. Oh, I think you were just. No, I, 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 right. I was just. I was just talking about yours. Me bueno. You're bueno. Mi bueno es... I don't know how they did it. But they somehow managed to turn a blood feud into two buddies that save each other. Anano <laughs> and Alberto El Patron. It's an uneasy like, truce. And not, and not only that, the crew and Johnny Moon, though. I don't get it. I don't understand how they did it. I mean, I know how they did it. I've been watching every show. But still, I don't understand how they did it. It's amazing to me. Yeah, like, it is. It's a, it's a logical progression to that point. And those of you who know me know I loves me some logic. And I like the um, the fact that they don't just like dismiss the history. Granted, they only have like a few months of history that they need to remember. But still, they're like, oh, hey, Del Rio, or El Patron, and Tejano, let's not forget this, and Johnny Mundo and the, and the crew, let's not forget this. Um, it's good. Everyone has a long memory on Lucha Underground. They all uh, remember what happened before. Mm-hmm. Now, you're Malo. You're bad. Um, me Malo, where's Black Lotus? Where is like? Well, I know where she is. Well, I, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I know where she is too. And uh, completely absent. Yeah, but like this is the go home show to Ultimate Lucha. I, I was expecting maybe like Dario after doing the Gift of the God segment, he goes back into his underground dungeon and maybe find the cage door swung open or something. I mean, I, I want there to be a payoff to this Matanza stuff. I just don't know if we're going to get it this season. I'm starting to get suspicious too, Mike, because like we mentioned uh, last week and maybe some weeks before, that uh, while we are keeping ourselves spoiler-free, um, we have seen that the people who were at Ultima Lucha for the tapings have 
spoke very highly of everything that happened and said that everything pays off. Now, that being said, everything involving Batanza and Black Lotus is behind the scenes, you know, shot by Ricardo Rodriguez. And can I just say Ricardo Rodriguez? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he might be working for them too, you know. I, I'm sorry about that, Ricardo. And um, anyway, the point is, no one in that, presumably no one in the temple itself saw the payoff to Matanza or Black Lotus, or did they? I don't know. Chavo well, and the crew. going to get another... Uh, it's possible that will be a cliffhanger, and we will be left hanging. The um, only thing I'm wondering is if this was supposed to do with Chavo, and because of his injury, they couldn't do the rest of the story. I just don't know. I mean, for something backstage, that seems like something Chavo would be able to handle. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I mean, I again, we don't know what's going to happen in the next two weeks. This could, like, next week's episode could end with the cell door opened or whatever. Like exactly, it, it, it could does. end with Matanza just loose in the temple, eating all the fans. We don't know. <laughs> and then, and then the final week is contested in an empty, empty temple match. Uh, and Dario will tell you that he invented that idea too. Of course. Um, <laughs> and who's going to argue? Matt, what, what, what will be your malo this week? Well, um, Mike, I don't like to be picky about the uh, the in-ring product, <laughs> but damned if that wasn't the ugliest head scissors for a win I've seen in a long time by Phoenix on <laughs> your boy, Aztec Pride, Marty the Moth. That was hideous. That was like it, – that, that was like must have been the last good camera angle they had on it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't pretty. I don't think there's anything more that I need to say about it um, as, as someone who uh, has never stepped inside a ring in his life, and that's okay because uh, I'm merely a connoisseur. I'm not an expert. Well, I think I think it can be excused by the fact that Phoenix didn't return at full strength. No, but <laughs> look, the point is it was I'm, try- I'm, try- I'm trying. I'm trying, Matt. A little bit, a little bit. I'm g- give a little bit of credit. It was because he was still wearing his shirt, which was very awkward for the whole match. Yeah, and also worth pointing out, Phoenix has now won a medallion twice. Marty the Moth has failed to win a medallion three times. I feel so bad for Marty. He deserves it. It's creepy. No, man. I feel so. He has unrequited love for Melissa Santos. He just wants the medallion with the moth on it. I mean, and plus, he still doesn't know how moths fly. Like this? No, no, no. That's that's not how moths fly. <laughs> no, I didn't think so either. <laughs> um, Matt, Matt Carlin's. We'll, we'll go to you. We'll be your combio this week. A combio. You know, I've kind of got gone back and forth on this for a while, but um, by the end of the show, by by the end of this episode of Lucha Underground. I was feeling like, you know what? I think I wanted to hear Prince Puma talk. <laughs> you know, Conan wasn't there, and they had me really built up for it, and Stryker was telling me, we're going to hear from Prince Puma. And I'm like, Prince Puma's going to drop some knowledge. He's going to say what's on his mind. He's going to say a thing or two and be like, bust up my buddy Conan, and I'm going to mess you up. And there's just something like that, and then that'll be the end of it. But no. 
Prince Puma, this is the running running gang of Lucha Underground now, as he's about to say his first words. Um, Mil Mortes comes out and cuts him off. And you cut off Prince Puma. It's too bad. I, I, I really wish I wanted to hear him, hear him talk. Uh, I, after I, I he wins, do... maybe the last moment of Ultima Lucha will be, will be Prince Puma with the microphone. and be like, Prince Puma, everyone's what, waited all season to hear what you have to say. Oh, sorry, we're out of time. Good night, everybody. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, as soon as he opens his mouth, wow. It would be like the uh, final, episode of, <laughs> final episode of The Sopranos will be <laughs> Prince Puma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll, Very good. It'll, it'll just be evil Lisa outside parallel parking in front of the temple. <laughs> It's a a deep reference. That's a deep cut. Yeah. I hope everyone Uh, enjoyed that. Uh, Mike, what's your cambio? My cambio, give Marty the Moth a chance, damn it. He's on um, the show every week. The seven-man match is going to be a lot of fun. There's still one or two guys that I maybe would not have in there over over some other people, but I, I... I mean, I, I don't really have a change. I, I would just like to see a different lineup in the in the uh, uh, Gifts of the Gods match. Because as it looks like right now, there's only really three people I think that could win it. Who are those three? Phoenix. I would I would say Phoenix, Rick, and Sexy Star. Not King Cuerno. Nope. I don't think Cuerno has a shot at it, unfortunately. Nor the Mighty Bengala. Definitely not the Mighty Bengala. Okay. I mean, Jack Evans winning it would be fun, but I don't think he has a chance. I think he's literally just in there to be flippy. That's true. Yeah, I mean, Jack Evans has been on Lucha Underground for like a minute. I just don't think that's that doesn't make much sense for where he's going. But, yeah. uh, well, who knows? Um, let's see. What else can we discuss here about this uh, episode? Well, we don't um, want to leave anything out. Let's. Uh, do, Mike, do we want to make some predictions for Ultima Lucha since this will be our last time to do so? Um, well, it's it's hard to it's hard to make predictions not knowing what's next week and what's going to be the week after. Well, uh, we can predict both. Well, let, let's save predictions for the end of this. Okay. Because there's a couple more items I want to discuss. First, I want to discuss um, proper etiquette when you are a guest in Dario Cueto's office. <laughs> and and, what, and the drink you are most likely to be served when you're in Dario Cueto's office, perhaps if your name is Hernandez and you're paying the El Jefe a visit. Or if your name is Fernandez. That guy, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mike, let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry about that noise there. There is no... There are no coasters in Dario Cueto's office. So please hold your own beverage for the duration of your time in his office. Do not sit your drink in Dario Cueto's office. And now, as I think about that can of Miller Lite that uh, Hernandez was forced to hold himself, I am curious if Davari ever set down his glass of whiskey while he was in... uh, Dario Cueto's office. I'm curious if there's like a different set of rules. I don't believe so. I don't think Davari ever sets down his glass of whiskey. I don't believe so. I mean, he he barely puts it down when he wrestles. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah. Also, 
I'd be remiss if we didn't mention um, our other mainstream, our other uh, midweek war buddy, Tony Garza. He said his cambio would be that the beer Hernandez should be drinking should be Tecate and not Miller Lite. To which I argue, Miller Lite is cheaper, and it is Hernandez. Hernandez is big-time Lucha Underground Rudo, so it only makes sense that he should drink the bottom-sucking, crap-casting, worst-of-the-worst beers. I was going to say, he's drinking the TNA of beers. He's drinking... (laughs) Yep, he's drinking the TNA of beers. He's drinking the TNA of beers. I mean, and Miller High Life is EC3. I mean, let's be fair. Let's be realistic about this. Oh, let's yeah, let's be real, man. There's nothing better. <laughs> EC3, man. You're living the high life. Um, <laughs> one more thing out of the way. What else? I got one more thing for you here we need to discuss. Okay. We get to predictions. The Mac versus they call him Cage. Oh. The machine called the, Cage. The, the man they call Cage. Wait, I'm sorry. They call him Cage. Is the source loser? <laughs> he really is. As he just just pounds the Mac all about the temple. The the the, the, the helpless Lucha Underground security. Suddenly they have security, Mike. They don't just let him fight anymore. Two guys in Lucha Underground T-shirts will come out and try to stop you. Just so Cage can beat them up too. <laughs> I, I'm. This may be like the Mac versus Cage falls count anywhere. Might be the match I'm looking forward to the most. This has me. great sleeper potential because they haven't showed you everything yet. They keep having these really kind of short. Well, I mean, I mean, this week's episode, this match was lightning quick. It was like, oh, yeah. done, gone, and um. I mean, they have had longer matches. They've done some interesting stuff. I keep hearing that Willie Mack is just all out. I feel like I haven't seen it all yet. We all know how awesome Cage is at mm-hmm. this point. He's one of the guys who've just like jumped out of the screen um, on Lucha Underground this season. Uh, maybe that's a good place to start for our predictions here, Mike. As far as uh, looking uh, yeah. ahead to Ultima Lucha. Okay, uh, so we have Falls Count anywhere because I think that's what's actually starting next week. I believe they said that that would be the first match on Ultima Lucha. Um, We're going to find out. Uh, Cage versus the Mac. Who do you have, Matt Carlins? You know what? I got to believe that Cage is going to get it done. Okay. I, I, I just, I, as much as I, as much as they're trying to convince me that that the Mac is, is going to get it done, I'm sitting here telling you no no months of lucha underground has showed me no one can stop cage so i think cage is gonna win okay um and you know what in a no falls count anywhere match he's mac is probably going through a ceiling or a wall <laughs> or perhaps a car <laughs> something's gonna bad's gonna happen yeah i i want to agree with you but for the sake of argument I will say I think the Mac because here here's the way I would do this. Mac wins based off something crazy. And then Cage gets up and starts beating him down. And then you have Rodney Mac debut in Lucha Underground, led by Teddy Long, 
and you have Teddy Long having a Mac Militant tag team for Lucha Underground. Did I just well, blow your mind a little bit? You did blow my mind a little bit with that one. <laughs> I wasn't quite ready for that, and I'm uh, trying to figure out how we can make a six-man tag player. But <laughs> that, that, that idea is, is eluding me right now. Okay, uh, Mike, let's see. I've yes. got a... I've got a partial card here for us to look at. Okay. Um, I mean, I very much remember all the matches, too. Oh, good. I'm glad you remember all the matches. Um, the Gift of the Gods match. Who you got in the Gift of the Gods match? Oh, well, we let's see. seven fine, fine competitors. Who you let's got? See. We got Jack Evans. We got Aerostar. We have the Mighty Bengala. Sexy it. Star. Big Rick. Um, Phoenix and... Jack Evans. Did I say Jack Evans? Not sure. No, King Cuerno. King Cuerno. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, out of those, God, I really want to say Sexy Star. Only because that belt is so large, for her to be dispor- disproportionately carrying it would be amazing. It's the kind of match that kind of sets up as one that's kind of built for her to win, isn't it? Where, like, you've got a lot of guys who could do a lot of moves to each other and she can kind of sneak in and do something and, and get the win. I'm going to go with Phoenix because it only makes sense that he should be hovering near that title picture just in case okay. your boy Big Mill gets it done. At uh, okay, so yeah. you're you're already plotting Phoenix versus Mill again. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, who doesn't want to see it? And these two are seem destined to just fight forever. <laughs> okay, very, very Batman Joker of you. I like it. Yeah, why not? Or, or Steen Generico, whatever you like to do. Um, let's go with, uh, let's check it on Drago versus Hernandez. Who you like and, in uh, the loser goes to TNA match. And this is a Believer's Backlash match, <gasps> Matt Carlin. That's right. I completely forgot to mention this, that Lucha Underground is now lifting ideas from TNA and using them as their own. Uh, that wasn't the, wasn't the only idea they lifted, too. The battle row that ends in a one-on-one match. That's a pretty good idea, too. I've seen that before, too. But, but hey, it's um, on Lucha Underground, so it's the greatest thing we've ever seen. <laughs> and yeah, but at least at least Dario Cueto prefaced that beforehand. Like, he gave a reason for it, as opposed to it just randomly happening in DNA. But anyway, Believer's Backlash match, Fernandez versus Drago. Who you got? I don't think there's any doubt that... Supermax is going out on his rear end, and Drago's going to win. You know, I'm wondering about this. Because it seems too obvious. It seems too obvious to me, and I think... uh, You know what, Drago's probably still going to win, but I don't know. It seems very suspect that Dario Cueto would put Hernandez in such harm's way like that when he knows Drago's a uh, crowd favorite. And as we all know, Dario hates crowd favorites. You might have a point. Maybe there'll be a, uh, maybe there'll be a twist. I, I um, could, I could definitely see some kind of a twist happening. All right. Pretty good. All right. Let's move on to, well, this will be the big one. One of the big ones, Alberto El Patron versus Johnny Mundo. 
the WWE rematch that you want to see more than <laughs> anything else you ever thought you'd ever want to see these two fight again. Are you? Su- this thing is kind of cooled off a little bit. Are you surprised this isn't the gimmick match? I'm surprised they haven't added something to it yet. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, a lot of these matches seem like you're going to get face wins, but Lucha's very like Lucha. You really don't know which way they're going to go with a lot of the stuff. Yeah, there's no real. They're they're doing a really good job of not tipping their hand. You're not seeing that you know that typical go home kind of match where you're like, oh, he won, he must be losing at the. Ultimo Lucha. We're in such uncharted well, territory. It's hard to tell. They're mostly doing that. I'll get. I'll get to one. I don't think they're doing that in in a few minutes. Um, but I I think uh, El Patron is is gonna is gonna take this one. I have a feeling, um, that Johnny's gotten like. Although I love Johnny's heel wrestling style now, it's really really good. He like. He, the stuff that he does now, it seems more. He seems more at home, like mm-hmm. when he was doing the dirt sheet with the Miz, only amplified by a lot. Yeah, I think uh, you know all this time, like El Patron is supposed to be like Lucha Underground's big star, right? I mean, he's the guy that they forked over all this cash to bring him in so he could be there, like one of their big names. And they really haven't gone all the way with him with anything. I'm like, this has to be their big chance to just showcase him and be like. This is going to be one of our main guys as we look ahead to a hypothetical, hopeful season two that uh, Alberto will be a big part of that. Let's shift to – all right, this is the one – this is a bit of a weird matchup just because of circumstances. Blue Demon Jr. versus Tejano. Hmm. Tejano has my heart right now. <laughs> I just, there's something about him. I, I definitely see why he's been uh, – Still big in Mexico. It's starting to shine through. This, the more he's on TV, the more you start to get attached to him. And uh, I'm really ready to see him win. And, uh, well, Blue Demon Jr. is kind of in this match by necessity, Mike. We know a little bit too much about kind of what's going on behind the scenes. Um, so let's just go with Tejano and move on. Well, I mean, they did show it on camera, too. So mm-hmm. um, I have a feeling there's not going to be a winner for this match. I have a feeling this is this is where our uh, our caged freak Matanza shows up. I I I think they're going to change the story in which Chavo set them both up. Okay. To be fed to a giant cage monster that's just going to come out and destroy both of them so Chavo can say I am Mexico. Yo soy Mexico. No, no, I am because he's from Texas. Right. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> um, okay, two more matches to go here. Pentagon Jr. versus Vampiro. Three more matches, sir. What's the third match? Trio's tail. Oh, that's right. Okay. Pentagon Jr. versus Vampiro. <laughs> All right. Um, do we see the master? I'm going to say yes. Okay. Does Vampiro get his arm broken? I, oh man, this is tough because 
you have Vampira participating in a match, but he's also a commentator. And I, I don't know how Lucha's going to play that off. Like, yes, but fortunately, this is all to Malucha, so they won't need him for a while, so they can do literally anything they want to him. I'm a little scared with a lot of matches with Matt Stryker alone doing commentary by himself. Um, this could be the second to last match, and Stryker could end up calling the main event with Dario doing color. Oh, oh! Don't tease me like that, Matt Carlins. Um, all right, I'm I'm gonna say Vampiro wins, but gets attacked by the Master after the match. How about how about you, Matt Carlins? I'm gonna say. Pentagon Jr. wins. Mm. And I'm afraid that this is going to conflict with something that's already happened. Did we, did we eliminate the possibility? <laughs> I know what you're saying. Did we eliminate the possibility that Vampiro could be the master? I would say so because... I mean, unless unless we're playing a dual identity thing where Ian Hodgkinson's the one on commentary and Vampiro's been playing Shadow Master the entire time. Because if if, if Pentagon Jr. beats Vampiro, then he has proven himself to the Master by beating the Master, and it gets complicated. Anyway, I just think that's a possibility that's still floating <laughs> out there. Although I'm not sure maybe that's something that's been kind of... Eliminated as a possibility for this, but I, I'm still holding on to that possibility. I, I think that would be super interesting because then you'd actually have a heel on commentary, like you'd actually have Vampiro being a straight heel on commentary as Pentagon's master, and you could have Stryker be disgusted with him. But then, then you verge into the heel Michael Cole like territory, and no one wants to go back that route. Yeah, and, and like Vampiro's kind of vibe on commentary is so good you almost don't want to mess with that but who knows who knows what's going to happen I we, we will see the master that one, that's one thing I still think the master really might be Conan I still think the master might be Conan be good. Because, because with uh, Pentagon like with Vampiro talking smack about Conan the entire time like if that if those have been the seeds and that's the reason that Vampir- then the Pentagon's master told him to go after Vampiro. I mean, conveniently, Conan's not a gun be around for the main event. It's super sure. convenient. Do you have any idea where Pentagon Senior is right now? Could it be Pentagon Senior? Anyway. Oh yeah, I don't. I have no idea. Who do you um, like in the trio's uh, title match? Trio style, I, I got Team Dysfunct Trios. I think so, too. Yeah, I, I, I the Disciples of Death, the Electric Ninjas, they're fun, but do we have even names for them individually yet? They've only had really one match. I believe they did give them names. I can't remember them, but it took me a while with the crew, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you only and then I learned their names, and then they ate one of them. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on. Yes. And let's talk about the main event, Prince Puma versus Mo Martes. What do you think? Uh, see, this one I think they kind of tipped their hand because Prince Puma 
was way too dominant at the end of this week's show. Mm-hmm. He was way too dominant. Like, like we've seen Mil Muertes come back from a lot, but I guess when he wears a power suit, he just loses all ambition. The pleats <laughs> restrict his movements, and he can't... Uh... He can't get around. Yeah, I know. It's getting a little bit suspicious. But it's weird. Can you really end this whole season with with like your top good guy losing the title? I just don't know. Absolutely. But it just yeah. feels like they've put way too much into Mel Moritz to turn back now. I mean, uh, unless Matanza goes after Mel Moritz. Honestly, I think that's the only way... <sighs> you can legitimately leave with Puma as the champion. I think Muertes has this. Um, yeah, they, they've been pushing it too much. Like, they, they invested a death and a resurrection in this character. I mean, that's a lot. No doubt. All right, let's hit the exit right now. Mike, quickly, um, tell me where you rank Lucha Underground among the four wrestling television programs on Wednesday night. Um. I'm going to give it a hesitant number two because although the gift of the gods was awesome, um, a lot of the, a lot of the rest of the show was just kind of like a setup for Ultima Lucha. And granted, great setup, but there was more story development on one of the other shows, and I thought it brought everything together a little bit more cohesively. How about you, Matt? That's very interesting, Mike. Uh, Lucha's number one this week in my book, and it's not even close in my eyes. So really? Sure oh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go through the rest of the programs here. This is how it works, folks. We record four midweek war podcasts, one for Lucha Underground, one for NXT, one for Ring of Honor, and one for Impact. Yeah. That's right. Um, that way you can listen to them all or just one or two it's like a Kit Kat bar. Get it? Okay, so you go find us on your favorite podcast source, wherever final podcasts are sold. Get us, subscribe, rate, do all that good stuff. Give us the love so we can keep giving it to you. And if you got any problems locating how to subscribe, go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Matt, Mike, anything before we hit it? Um, if you're listening to this and you want to hear more from us, this Tuesday, we are going to have on the Indie Mayhem Show and on the Wrestling Mayhem Show proper, Lucha Underground producer, Krista Joseph. You might also know him as Big Dick Johnson from WWE. Uh, we're we're going to be sitting down with him for, I think, a good solid hour and a half, three hours. I don't know how long, but we're going to be talking about everything, everything Lucha Underground related. And we may even ask him, who were the contractors that rebuilt Dario's window? I'm going to ask him why there are no coasters in Dario's office. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, yes, thanks for mentioning that, Mike. Everyone should definitely make sure you tune in to the Wrestling Mayhem Show on Tuesday night live around 9 o'clock. Live.sorgatronmedia.com. Get in that chat room. You'll be able to answer quest- ask questions too. Chris is a really cool guy. He's a great friend of the Midweek War, and we love him too. And also, if you do have questions for Krista Joseph, email them to goodtimes good times at, at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Excellent. Another great way to interact or um, shoot at, at Mayhem Show on the Twitters. So many ways to interact. Um, get a load of all that stuff. 
We are way out of time. We got more work to do, so we will say goodbye for this edition of La Media, uh, Media Dos Guerra Samana. La Mid Week War! It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.